This week's podcast is a special one because we got to pull a fast one on my big sister Dawn, who lives in Atlanta and loves to read. One of her favorite authors was our accomplice this week, the one and only Mary Alice Monroe. The surprise was priceless and exactly what I'd hoped it would be. In fact, my sister Dawn took over as I hoped she would. I hope you enjoy this Get to Know podcast with Mary Alice Monroe and my big sister Dawn. So, Mary Alice, my sister Dawn is one of your biggest fans. And Dawn, you may have to turn your video on, but I don't know if I can hear you. Are you there? I am here. Hi. Dawn, I want you to meet Mary Alice Monroe. Oh, my God. Excuse my shiner. I feel feel like we're best friends because I I have a date with you every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. So I feel like we're already best friends. Thank you, friends in fiction. I am a friends in fiction fanatic. And if I hadn't been surprised, I would have brought my tote bag. And all of your books and done everything. Oh, you got the tote bag. I got the tote that. bag. Oh That's my gosh, true. Robbie, just have go have lunch or something. We'll just chat. <laughs> well, let me tell you. So, Mary Alice, this is a surprise for my sister. When I knew we were going to do uh, a podcast, so, oh my gosh, uh, she had no idea this was going to happen. So, Don, I'll let you ask a question or two. Oh, don't even make me ask. Oh. A question. Let Let me just tell you this: you're the summer. Girls, I don't know what yes. the series is the called. Sub, the summer, the, yeah, the Low Country series. Yeah. The, yes, I loved those books so much. And uh, our mom, who was a huge reader also, and towards the end, she was reading a lot. She loved those books so much. In fact, I ended uh, up buying all of them and passing them on to her after I read them. And she loved them so much. So I wonder if it's because it has the older, you know, the grandmother, mama. I wonder if I think so. Relationship she loved with her children and grandchildren. Well, and Robbie and I had a grandmother that we loved and adored that we called Um, her IB. She was IB to us. um, And we loved and adored. You named her. Yeah, I named her because I was the first. The eldest, right? It's always the eldest. Yeah. But she, um, we loved her so much. So the grandma in there and then just the whole series of books, even down. And I think when Low Country Wedding came out, you did an event in Lawrenceville, Georgia, which is where I live oh. at, a, at a nursing home. It was at a nursing yes. home. Yes, that was a big and, one too. Yes. And one of my girlfriends and I went, and I think I said to you at the time, my brother's Rob Fowler, you know. Oh, I, have to- I do. And I'm not, like, I was very impressed. I am still impressed. I'm talking with Rob Fowler today. <laughs> I, like, I throw his name around every once in a while, you know, in Atlanta. He's not as, he's not as famous in Atlanta as he is in uh in Charleston, we all know Rob Fowler, especially come uh, August, September, and October. Oh, yes. We're, we're listening exactly to Rob right. Fowler. <laughs> That's it. See, I even have Rob Fowler up on my. Uh, I see. Oh my gosh! See that, Robbie? I, I see that. See, I grew up he's, with Robbie, so he's I'm Robbie, Robbie to us. Yeah, we can't quite get call him Rob Fowler, so he's <laughs> Robbie to us. You know, Rob, there's a couple of books that uh, men like too. So you have to dig in. Like um, Last Light Over Carolina is about a shrimp boat captain. I'm trying to think of the what Sweetgrass has a young, um, it's about the Sweetgrass makers, but a young man coming home. So there's some books there that have, if you get in touch with your sensitive side there. I, I will absolutely <laughs> do that. And well, you have the, questions. the Summer of Lost and Found is the book that you have coming out in May. Yeah, is that right? That's um, that's coming out in May. Oh, thank you, Rob. How did you get that copy? <laughs> no, I, I, you know I my have, address. I have my connection. <laughs> I, it's I coming up 
I have yep. it pre-ordered, so don't worry. I know you got. I know you do because you have to. You got the bag, you know. So I've you got want to be a surviving Friends Savannah and Fiction first. I've, yeah, yeah, I've got already finished surviving Savannah, which was an amazing book. And yeah. thank you for talking about this tender land because that is probably my favorite book in the last couple of years. And I, I know, know you love that William, book, William Ken Kruger. I think it was my favorite book of twenty twenty, without yeah. any doubt. And he's, oh, <laughs> I love your dogs. Um, I, I don't know whether to mute or not. It's just relevant to my world. Um, I have four dogs at home, so the okay, that so sound is always. Yeah. I think it's accepted now with I any think podcasts. So. so everyone just has babies crying and dogs barking. I am fortunate because on my a lot of my book tour now is virtual, and I'll be going to um, on, sometime in May to the bookstall and William Kent Kruger is going to be in conversation. Oh my gosh. Because I am such a fan of his writing, but he's such a great speaker and we both love land. And we just, I just am thrilled to have that relationship with him. I mean, and, and the friends in fiction, you know, I'm a huge reader anyway. So most of the authors that you have on, I've either heard of or have read something yeah. by them. And then, of course, all of y'all's books. I didn't know Kristen Harmel, and I didn't know Christy Woodson Harvey, but I've read most of yours, you do. most of Mary Kay, and a lot of Patty Callahan Henry's. But the your book from a couple of years ago, The Summer Guest, is that the one? Yes. The Summer Guest. I, yes. I recommend it to everybody, and I said it's about the horse world, and it's got a lot to do with horses. I don't know anything about it. I've never really been that interested, but the book was so wonderful. And I was Thank hoping you. that you, I was hoping that Rob Fowler would have an appearance in the book as the meteorologist that was <laughs> advising oh, them. You know, I, I missed an opportunity there, didn't I, <laughs> Dawn? Yeah, I'll have to do that in the next time. one. That might I mean, promise, Rob, the next one. There's always a hurricane in one of my books because, you know, it's Mary part Alice, of that life. Mary to the top of the family tree, I think. Okay, I, think I promise. So. That's I, exactly right. I promise y'all heard it here first. <laughs> but I'm I'm looking forward to the summer lost and found. And if I remember correctly, did you say that that has a little bit of the pandemic COVID it feel does. to it? It does. I just don't think this is such a phenomenon that we're all going through. And since I write about relationships, especially families, I thought what better than the Rutledge family from the Beach House series, which I've been writing for now. For right. Years. I love the Beach House and, series. And, you know, people who know those characters, even if you haven't, you, even in the Summer Guest, for example, it's a standalone book, but I brought Kara from mm -hmm. that series into that book. But I just thought, my goodness, this is too big for me not to observe. I mean, as a naturalist, our job right. is to go out into the woods and observe right. and be patient and quiet. And that's what you do as a writer too. And so I watched family dynamics more than, shall we say, at a species of animals this time. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't writing about the disease. That, I mean, no one wants to talk about sickness, but there was that family dynamics, there's frustrations and delays and um, at the Alzheimer's, it affected older people right. who were afraid for health and life right. and younger people differently because their lives were on hold. They did not have dates, you know, they, they couldn't go out. Oh, yeah. So the guidance of the old, the frustrations of the young, the joys of, of forming new pods, mm -hmm. you know, the, a lot of people discovered great things yeah. in the past year. I mean, a lot of us, 
have baked, gardened, um, spent more time with loved ones in simple pleasures right. like playing board games. I think new memories were forged and even new careers established as people, my niece is living with me. She's in the service industry and you know, in Charleston and everywhere, there are no restaurants right. shut down. And so she is reinventing herself, going back to school, learning new talents. So I do think that in this unusual year of like no other, I just realized writing in real time that we had to learn to zig and zag, as my mother would say, mm -hmm. you know, learn how to pivot, to take, and most importantly, to enjoy each day Absolutely. because we appreciate we got through this right? We're on the other side of it, almost. Hopefully. And we're hopefully, and we're healthy, we're getting vaccinated. But looking back in hindsight, there were some really good moments. Right. And I, I thought that's, that's worth a story. Right. And I think that for me, who always likes to parallel against nature, and especially Isla Ponds, the turtle team, I brought us back to where we live. Mm -hmm. That turtle comes, you know, year after year, that turtle comes back to nest. In fact, it's April, so that all those turtles, the loggerheads are in the swells right oh, now, mating, getting ready for another season. It's the continuity of life. Yes. And I think that's where we all are inspired. And that's what I wanted to write about. I didn't plan it, that's for sure. <laughs> but it's what I wrote about. I I'm wondering how many authors, you know, because a lot of the books I'm reading now were all written before. And of course, by the time they're published, it's now. You wonder how many authors are writing books in 2020 that are going to come out that are going to be COVID, you know, pandemic yeah. central. I think... I remember when I started, there were people who said, oh, I don't want to write about it. No one's going to want to read about it. And I said, but you know, I'm not really writing about the pandemic. I'm writing about family relationships. Right. I don't think, I think you'll see a lot of magazine articles and newspaper articles and nonfiction. I know the New York Times has had week after week series of life through the pandemic, life after the pandemic. And how we've never had this happen to us before. Right. But I, as far as novels, I think there'll be some, but I'm sure I'll be one of the first. Yeah. <laughs> Only because it, I, I, I just jumped in and said, this is what I'm going to do. But I'll tell you, it was the hardest book I ever wrote. Oh, I bet. But do you find yourself when you're reading a book now and somebody meets in a restaurant or somebody hugs somebody, you're like, wait a minute, they're not supposed to be doing that, you know. Early well, in that's why I always look at the date of the yeah, book. That's right. and, you know, it's like, when, what year are they setting this? And it's actually irresponsible to have written a book set in 2020. Right. Okay. You cannot. You can't avoid. Yeah, you can't not. Yeah, that's right. And that's why I decided to just go for it. You know, this is, I write about families and I just think I wanted to record what I experienced myself. And my perspective changed multiple times. Mm -hmm. And that's what made the book hard to write is that it wasn't the same book. What I thought I was going to write in, in April right. was not what it ended up to be in November. Because I changed. We changed. And we had to pivot, like I said. And I suspect people will find, um, I'm hoping that they'll read it. And it's about family and dynamics. If you love the Beach House series, yes, it's another big chapter because it's really... My, my title is The Beach House, The Next Generation, uh -huh. because it's really about um, the next young group of kids coming out of this, right. this family. And it's, it's a, I think it's the 
funniest book I ever Oh, good. I have to say, for someone who usually makes people cry, this one, I think I make you laugh. And that's a big statement for me. (laughs) I like that. I like, yeah. And I know, it seems like in one of the Friends of Fiction, you talked about how you had really gotten into audiobooks, had started listening to audiobooks. And I, this last year, um, a couple of years ago, our mom was sick and my parents lived in Hilton Head. And oh, so yes. I was driving back and forth from Atlanta to Hilton Head quite often to help take care of my mom. And, and our dad had advanced dementia. So, so I started listening to audiobooks on my drives back and forth to Hilton Head. But then last year when I was home all the time, I really got to the point where I want to listen to audiobooks all the time. I mean, yeah. in, in fact, last month, I keep a record of all the books I read. And last month, I had more audiobooks than I had hard physical books. I think you're not alone. Many of us found that we don't know if it was COVID brain or what, but we were just, I couldn't read the same way. I'm over it now, but it started me listening. And of course I read my own audio books, but I didn't read the last two because of COVID. I didn't want to go into the studio. Oh, okay. And, but I have read my own. I, it's a different experience, but it's more different, not so much of what I intake, but I can cook my spaghetti sauce or vacuum or take a walk on the beach and still read a book. So it's a way of listening to stories. I I watch Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy and turn the sound down and listen to my book. (laughs) Wow, that's a whole new level of double tasking. That's that's called multitasking. (laughs) Multitasking. Quite the fan, Mary Alice, quite the fan. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes. And I, I mean, I, I will take this opportunity to say that the book nerds like me and the people that are obsessed with reading and obsessed with all, y'all are rock stars to us. I hope you realize oh, that. No, but you know, I never do, but I appreciate hearing I that. hope you do, because I, I mean, I'm so excited to see you. And <laughs> But the talent that y'all have for writing and the gifts that you have for creating these stories Everybody says, oh, you should write a book. Well, I think reading and writing are completely different. I could never write a book, but, but <laughs> well, I'm, very, I'm very thankful for those of you that have that amazing God-given talent to write books and entertain us all, because especially when life is, is tough and when life is rough and, you know, it takes it, you away. It takes you away. It really well, does. Donna, I'm coming to Atlanta. Some some, I'll put my post, my tour. I hope maybe I get to see you. I oh think my I gosh. Well, if you're coming yeah. to Atlanta live, then I will absolutely. You be know there. what I'm doing? I'm doing something really fun with Callie's Biscuits, oh, which yeah. we all love. We love Callie's. And I'm doing something in Charleston and with her daughter, Carrie. And so she has a cookbook and we're doing one in Atlanta. So I'll post it. So Okay. I'll, okay. I'll wonderful. It. Wonderful. Yeah. I've met you, I've met Mary Alice and Patty did an event at that same oh, Mary nursing Kay, home. Yeah, Mary, I mean, yeah. Mary Kay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I did a, at that same nursing home, they did an event together and I'll get to meet Christy. So Kristen's the only one I have to stalk and oh, hunt down till oh, I lovely. can meet her. <laughs> well, you know what? We're going to take it on the road. We are, so many people like you, Don, have said they wanted to see us together. So I'm going to actually, if, if everything goes well, and I suspect it will by January 2020. Two, the mm-hmm. first I always do the Wild Dunes event in Charleston. I okay. created it, and it's going on 15 years. And I always bring in big authors. Mm-hmm. But this year, I think I'm bringing the Fab Five, 
all oh of us God. together at Wild Dunes. So you have You're to like plan the, that way. You can stay wow. with your brother. You it'll be like <laughs> it'll be like the Beatles, the Fab Five oh, Beatles. All yeah, of I think we're going to sell out. I just really so many people are dying to see us together. So oh we're planning. Gosh. Well, I'll be I'll be in Charleston. When will I be in Charleston, Robbie? July well, the tenth for the for the royal wedding of, of my beloved niece and, and oh, her husband, her that's like a Charleston wedding. Yes. I'll finally get to meet my. Get to uh, give her a cup. Oh, let me get you a copy, Ralph. Send it to you for what. Give me an address of a low country wedding to the bride. Oh, that would be yeah, awesome. Yes, I have. She would so love that. Make, Rob, make sure I get the address and I'll send I, that to you. I her. will absolutely do that. Okay, well, I definitely. Do you have anything else you want to say? I, I, I mean, have I fond enough and, and <laughs> made sure she knows how much the oh, friends in fiction. My day. The friends in fiction is a godsend, and my husband and my son know at seven o'clock on Wednesday night that they do not disturb me. Unless the house is is falling down around me, they do not disturb me. They keep the dogs out. They stay oh, out so I can have that hour. Robbie, you are the greatest brother in the history of brothers. Thank you so much. <laughs> it was my treat, Don. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Mary Alice, I'm a huge fan. Keep writing wonderful books because we all are going to read them and love them. And I, I, well, with that encouragement, of course I will. <laughs> Thank I'll you. See, I'll see you tonight at seven o'clock. I'll see you tonight at seven. Yes, friends of I'll fiction. I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> Bye. 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 I love you. Love you. Talk to you later. Okay.